What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're connected to Business Wrap. Find us online at businessrap.biz, on Twitter using handle AskBizRap, and on Facebook, just search Business Wrap. Inspiring ideas that propel the business community forward. And now, connect with KB. Welcome to Connect with KB. This is Kristen Belzer. We've got a great show for you today, and I am so happy to have on a guest who's going to talk a little bit about education. Uh, as many of you know, that Ingham ISD serves as a shared community resource for the 12 school districts in Ingham County. They provide support systems and services for students that promote success save dollars for districts, and create efficiencies across multiple platforms. Joining me today is Jason Melema, superintendent of the Ingham Intermediate School District. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Kristen. This is a tremendous honor and just an opportunity to really promote and talk about some of the shared partnerships that we have, not only within the schools, but in the business community. So tremendous opportunity, and thank you very much you for this You are chance. so welcome. I'm yeah. so glad to have you here, and you know that uh, I have so enjoyed working with the Ingham ISD, and my good friend Mickey O'Neill is out there working with you and Sarah Parkinson and the rest of the team. And so I want to get into the Ingham ISD, um, but first I want you to tell me the Jason Melema story. So the Jason Mellema story, it's probably not super exciting, but I'm going to do my best. I'm, uh, I'm one of, excuse me, four boys uh, within the family. So my mom, I consider to be very well loved. She has five guys who love her very deeply. One more, she would have had a basketball team. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> it. Don't, don't encourage my dad. Um, so um, both my parents were educators, though. So I grew up in a, in a household of education. And I'm the only one who ended up of the, the four boys in education. And I think that was actually a, a very concerted conversation with my parents to talk about what were my goals and how did I want to give back to the world for an opportunity once I became a professional. So I ended up teaching. I got a degree within social studies with a minor in German, strangely enough. Uh, oh. Yeah, so was able to teach German there and, and, and social studies and then just advanced through the ranks from kind of a traditional standpoint of from a teacher to an athletic director and an assistant principal and then a middle school principal and then took the jump into uh, the superintendency with superintendent at Puamo, Westphalia and then took the, uh, the role and the opportunity to, lead, to become the leader at Ionia County ISD and then transitioned uh, just over 18 months now to become the leader here for Ingham ISD and work with this tremendous team. So just a neat opportunity from an education perspective. So that's kind of the professional lens. And so for the last 16 years, I've been in administration, nine years as a superintendent. But the other side of the story is who I am as a person. And so husband and father, I have a, a beautiful 19-month-old daughter at home who is just a, an amazing ball of energy every morning when she wakes up and is ready to go. And so it's been a, an amazing chapter in our lives. 
and to just have a tremendous wife as well. So uh, that's that's a cool opportunities for when I go home at night and be able to decompress. But my life has also changed here in the last year. A uh, year ago, I was actually diagnosed with cancer. And so proud to say uh, at Thanksgiving, I found out I was in remission. And so now I'm uh, kind of in that path to becoming a cancer survivor and just very excited uh, just you know, for some of the medical care that I've had and some of the opportunities, and it's definitely rearranged my priorities as far as how I look at life. So You bet. Well, I tell you what, congratulations, Jason. Thank you. I'm so yeah. happy for you, and um, I suspect that that journey has been an education for you as well. It, uh, it has tremendously changed the way that I look at things. Yeah, I bet it has. And, um, you know, that perspective for you and how you want your life to be going forward and having a 19-month-old and a great appreciation for life, um, I wish you continued success going forward. You look great, and I, I know that you feel good. And so um, let's talk a little bit about the Ingham ISD and this opportunity to support all types of learners and really what the ISD really provides for students. So when we think about what the ISD does, I, I think of ISDs, RESAs, RESDs, they, they all operate in the same manner here within the state. There are 56 throughout the state of Michigan. Ingham happens to be the, the eighth largest within the state when we think about it from a size perspective from students served. There's almost 45,000 students within our area. We consider all learners to not just be students starting from birth all the way, well, even prenatal, all the way to 26 of students that we actually serve from special education. But we also talk about all learners as being the adult learners, because we provide a lot of support for professionals, be it principals, curriculum directors, superintendents, teachers, to make sure that they're at their best game for when they bring things to the classroom. And so all learners for us, and, and trying to be, become successful and achieve, means that we're trying to take care of those needs in every way possible. So students are definitely our primary focus. They're, they're in our, our crosshairs every day. They're what we consider. There's where our passion lies. But in supporting students, that means we've got to support adults and make sure that they're pushing themselves and staying current with research and data to bring the best things forward for our students to have those opportunities when they graduate. So how do you collaborate uh, with the 12 districts uh, that are uh, under kind of the Ingham umbrella and coordination? And I mean, that, that's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's calendars, I think, um, probably transportation issues that you deal with. And so kind of share with the listeners a little bit about, you know, what is the, what is the role and how do you play that role with the school districts? So from an ISD perspective, I, I kind of simplify it in the sense of the Costco effect. If you think <laughs> okay. about any of our districts individually, and Lansing is our largest district, uh, you know, 10,500, 10,800 students. So they're a quite large district. We get down to our smallest district in the service area in the traditional sense, that'd be Weberville. And they're just over 500 students. So if you're a local district and you're trying to work from a business perspective of how do I get the best deals, noting that I have limited budgets coming in, well, how do you negotiate those? And so from an ISD perspective, when we're able to pool resources together and look at now we've got the buying power for 45,000 students, we can get better deals and take advantage of those opportunities. And that same manner comes into effect with partnering for transportation services. As you mentioned, we have a, a transportation consortium for special education transportation, as well as for general education for those districts that are interested. We combine services in technology and business services and marketing and PR because together we're, we're significantly stronger. And those opportunities then are presented when we think about ways in which we can continue to encourage and then use those resources in the best manner. And I think that's just one of the exciting things that ISDs get to do is they get to bring districts together, which too often in the schools of choice world, sometimes we're separating ourselves. So I, I love the, the opportunities that present themselves at an ISD. 
There's a lot of requirements, though, with uh, the Michigan Department of Education. And I know that you uh, talk a little bit about the uh, multiple, is it multi-tiered support systems? Multi-tiered systems of support. Okay. Very close. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, thank, that. You yeah. so, thank you so much. But, you know, talk a little bit about that and what does that mean? And do you feel that you have a lot of requirements and mandates that you have to follow? And is there a specific person at the ISD who really kind of keeps you in check with those? Oh, well, I, I have a tremendous team on our cabinet that are experts in their respective areas. And so I'm fortunate to work with people who have deeper knowledge bases in specific areas. So there definitely is, whether it be career and technical education, special education, our general education services, we, we have directors specifically for that. But when we think about the bigger aspect of multi-tiered systems of supports, that actually is something that should be systemic throughout not only an ISD, but throughout all of our school systems. And that means from, an, from the Michigan Department of Education's perspective, we talk about all learners, we talk about the whole child, and we talk about a growth mindset. And I think that's something that we're trying to emulate within our ISD. All learners, as we kind of discussed earlier, is not only prenatal to 26, because students in special education age out at 26 in the state of Michigan, but it also means providing the right types of needs for professional learning for adults as they provide those supports back to students. The whole child means looking at students differently. You know, uh, back probably 60s, 70s, 80s, schools weren't doing what they're doing today. Schools weren't looking at the whole child. They were focused in on just core academics. Now when you look at the supports that we're providing from counseling services, recognizing students that are dealing with trauma or have social and emotional needs, we're approaching education from a whole different mindset and recognizing as well as research continues to advance how brains develop. What do brains do differently? We didn't know a lot of those things before. So we're trying to adapt our styles to make sure we approach the whole child. And then finally, it's that growth mindset. You know, I, I think that's one of the most important things that anybody in the business community can recognize within their own employees, but can also see within schools is where did my employees start and how do I want them to grow? And we look at the same way with kids. Every year is a fresh year for kids. They come in, where are they at and how do we continue to push them beyond what they believe might be their boundaries to reach their potential? Well, you know, as you kind of talk a little bit about that and you talk about kids and developing them and, you know, clearly what we want to do is uh, get them into the workforce at some point in time. And I know you've got the Wilson Talent Center uh, out at the ISD. Let's talk a little bit about that in career technical education. And, um, you know, really it has become such uh, kind of a, you know, a, a buzz with skilled trades and professional trades and going pro and all those kind of things. And so I think the ISD is doing some great work out there. I've had an opportunity, of course, to um, come out through your culinary arts program. And Delicious. I think I'm, I'm going to come out again, Delicious. I think, here in the next month. Um, I recommend that. You bet. Fast and Furious, I think, is what it is or something to that that degree. And let's talk a little bit about career and technical education. Well, thank you for bringing that up. So as you mentioned, the, the Wilson Talent Center is where we house our, our 19 programs for current technical education. We have about 850 students that join us daily from throughout Ingham ISD, as well as we have cooperative agreements with Clinton, RISA, and Eaton RISA to bring in students for programs they might not have. And so it's a tremendous opportunity for students to get those real-world experiences in a non-threatening situation. What do we mean by that? They're gaining college credits. They're getting certifications in their areas of study. And that could be from engineering to culinary, as you mentioned, to health occupations, to cybersecurity, to welding. 
they're gaining experiences and they're not paying as they would as if once they leave their right. high school environment. And so they're working towards their graduation, their diploma to make sure they're going to graduate. But they're also becoming passionate and using some of those intuitive skills and curiosities to become hands-on learners. And so what you find is the world of CTE is significantly different than it was even when I was in high school back in the 90s. Back then, it was traditionally just the shops and just basic levels. Now, it is such a different world when I see 3D printing that's happening, when I see cooperations between engineering and welding and some of our other machine uh, operating machine tooling uh, programs that have come together with the DART Foundation to come up with an engineering department and, and a whole way of focusing in on connecting those dots. It's just exciting to me to see the opportunities for CTE, and I think... If you haven't had the opportunity, I encourage any of our business partners to just come on over and get a get an opportunity to tour, maybe taste some of the food and the culinary. Trust me, it'll be it worth your good. time. And I know I said yeah. fast, but I think it's fresh and furious is really what, what, yeah. it, what it's hey, called. But I've had an opportunity to come out too. I mean, even from an auto standpoint and mobility is... I mean, it is like a garage out there. Oh, it absolutely is. It's a full-time, full-service. I mean, kids are getting tremendous experiences. Many of our students are connected in with the communities and actually have jobs then at some of the local agencies, not only in the shop, but in in the other uh, 19 programs as well. And so one of the, the neat things about the current technical education program is we have, for every one of the programs, an advisory board. And those advisory board participants, they're volunteers that are made up of actual people in the industry that are volunteering and then coming back and connecting with our instructors to say, here's what's happening right now in our shops. Here's what's happening in our business. Here's what's happening with manufacturing. How do we make sure that the students that are coming through the Wilson Talent Center are equipped for those skills and are having those challenges presented to them so that when they graduate, we can just take over and we can make sure that we continue to grow that process for those students. Well, you did mention DART, and obviously they have been a big supporter Huge of supporter. the ISD uh, and your manufacturing wing out there. Who else are you partnering with? And, you know, we have a lot of conversations on this podcast about this bridging business and education together and this opportunity uh, for more synergy. And we're seeing a lot of it now in the region. So who else are you working with? So we have, uh, as I mentioned, the advisory boards provide us with a tremendous amount of partners. One of the partners that's been incredibly exciting for us has been A&F with respect to our insurance program. Sure. So we have a business and risk management program primarily based around insurance. And we've had some students that uh, have been connected directly in with some of the representatives from A&F have done some actual training and actually had an opportunity this past summer to go through so, through some of A&F's uh, professional development. So imagine high school students sitting next to actual professionals in the field, which was an amazing experience. One of our students had talked about at a recent board meeting. And so when you look at some partners like that, that's awesome. Then we think about what's happening in our criminal justice program. We're connected in not only with local uh, local, um, safety agencies, but also the state police that are coming out and doing training in actually our scenario house. And so we're connected in in that lens. We're connected in, as you mentioned, uh, from our culinary department to talk about what's happening with local restaurants, be it the university club, be it some of the other places where students are directly working once they leave you know, from the CTE center there in the afternoon. We, I could go on and on with some of the different programs, but it truly means for us to make sure that kids have those real opportunities and see the connections. And so when, when we're thankful that people become on our advisory boards, but it is a partnership that gives back to the kids. They're the ones that win because they come out with these 
these tremendous experiences. You're going to have uh, the Headley Restoration, I think, come up here in March. And let's let's hit on that before uh, we have to sign off, Jason. Yeah. So we have uh, the restoration for our special education millage. Um, as I had referenced earlier, we do kind of that Costco effect. And when it comes to special education, we're kind of the clearinghouse for special education students. Located on the ISD's campus is actually the Hartwood Center, which is uh, our center for severe and, and uh, moderate impaired students, as well as we have some EI programs and some, some transition programs. We have some great opportunities and services for students that have special needs. With the Headley Amendment, going back to 1978, there's an erosion that happens on property taxes. Long story short, what happened is oh, since 1988, our special ed millage has eroded. We're asking the voters on March 10th to come out and support special needs students. And we think it's a tremendous opportunity to not add an additional levy, but just restore what the levy was. So it's uh, 2.2438 mills. The cost of the average homeowner here in the county is about $1.27 per month. So we think it's one of the best deals to be able to support special education. Absolutely. You know what, Jason, our time went by really fast. I hope everybody will keep that on their calendar. For March, I want to thank my guest, Jason Melama, superintendent from the Ingham ISD. I also want to thank my supporting sponsors, Marketing Resource Group, Downing Industries, Governmental Consultant Services, AF Group, and the Loomis Law Firm. You can listen to all of my podcasts at connectwithkb.com. Until we connect again, go live your best life. I'm your host, Kristen Belter. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.